Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. It is a new year, 2023. Britt, what are you thinking about this new year so far? I'm ex- I'm excited about it. I've uh, worked out twice, done a hikey hike. Are you becoming one of those people that's like, it's a new year, I better get to the gym? <laughs> no, I don't think I am. Yeah, it's... Uh, 20- I mean, I'm not usually that person traditionally but if you are hey hey you know what on you You, here's the thing guys you don't have to wait to a new year to start something you don't have to wait to a certain day to start something just start it if you want to start doing it do it it's just i've been off work so it's been um it's just been like a prime time to do it yeah i mean when you have a little downtime it's good um you know what's really funny though is when people have like a downtime like these holidays these last couple weeks I feel like that, you know, we should be going in tomorrow, uh, which most of you are going to hear this tomorrow, which is going to be the third. It's the second now, and we'll, we'll put this out tomorrow. But, you know, everybody's going to kind of go back to work on the third. And I just wonder how many people are going back to work renewed and re-energized. Or are they going back to work exhausted from overwhelming themselves at the holiday? I don't know. You know, like that week between Christmas and New Year's, like, is... The weirdest week, <laughs> my coworkers and I were talking like, what are we even doing? It's, it's chaotic. I mean, I think it's a great week because celebrations are over and it gives you a chance just to kind of decompress, decompress and absorb everything and go into 23 with whatever it is that you want to go into mm-hmm. 23 with. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I'm excited about 23. I mean, I'm excited about every year, but I just feel like this year with Dog Speak, we're just exploding with the things that we're offering and the things that we're doing, and and I'm super excited about it. Mm-hmm. And and so, I guess for me, I'm, I'm kind of I'm ready to get back to work. I mean, I worked a little bit today, 
trying to, you know, put some social media posts out, trying to get people signed up for our online reactive dog workshop that launches on Monday. I know, that's exciting. We have a couple of working spots left. We have plenty of auditor spots left. Uh, whether you're an owner of a re- reactive dog, whether you're a trainer and you want to know how to work with reactive dogs, this is the seminar you want to do. We're going to meet once a week for, um, what is it, six, six eight weeks? Six I can't weeks. remember, six weeks. six weeks. I scheduled it and I still, because we're doing so many things this year. Mm-hmm. And if you're local, um, here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have our first um, social hour, Dogs Around Town. Uh, independent class that yep. is met. It's going to meet for one hour at a brewery and you're going to bring your dog and we're going to help you teach your dog how to be in those environments. So by the time it gets nice outside and, um, you know, good weather, then we're going to, you know, you be able to take your dog to the brewery mm-hmm. or to patios or, you know, wherever. So yeah, we're really excited about this year. Yeah. And I'll have that up on the site tomorrow. That'd um, be good. So people can start yeah, because there's we only have like five or six spots yep. are going to be available. It's not, it is not. We're not going to be taking a big group. Like we may even limit to like four. Uh, if there's two trainers there, we might be able to do six. But um, yeah, it's it's we're going to be offering them every single month, and then also our membership. We have mm-hmm. two different types of membership. So I put a membership together for locals and I put a membership together for our listeners from across the country and across the world. And so um, I do want to make that available for everybody. We're not going to launch that until February because we got a little behind. Um, We had some things that kind of came up here at the end of the year with our group classes for 23 and we're trying to make some adjustments there. So we didn't quite get the membership launched the way I wanted to launch it for January 1st. But uh, we'll be launching that in February. Yep. But you can go um, sign up on the website and and go ahead and get your name in there. Absolutely. And we'll start it and, um, February 1st. I'm super excited because we're getting our own treat bags made. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, Dog Speak Crack Pack. It's, I am so excited. That's exciting. I'm so excited about that. And if you're a member, you get one of those for free. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're actually not going to be selling those. They were They're only going to be for our members. And they're really cool because one of our awesome clients um, is making these for us. Yeah, I I don't know how she's doing it. She has a baby. And she literally one day, I was going over and she was like, yeah, I made this treat bag. And I was like, you made this treat bag? She's like, yeah, this morning before before our session. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I don't know how. And she's like, just sometimes it takes me a little bit longer than expected. I'm like, you have a baby. I'm impressed that you get anything done. I yep. mean, seriously. And she's also making uh, some waist leashes for us mm-hmm. that we probably will be selling. Uh, but uh, we're, we're still working on some of those. I don't, they're a little too long right now. We, we don't want them real short. So we're trying to make some adjustments there. But, you know, make sure you're keeping an eye out for that. We have new merchandise on the website. Um, and then we have a ton of products that we have that we picked up here and there that we did not end up putting together any type of um, competition or contest to win. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do with those. Um, I, so I think I might be, um, we might put them on the website to sell. Mm-hmm. Just to, I need to clean out this closet. Cleaning out my closet. It's the, yeah, new year. Cleaning out my closet. Like, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to wrap. Like just sing, 
Just or sing. That's just, not what I meant to say. To sing. <laughs> just clean. I was just, just to say clean, clean yeah. not because sing. We have, we have harnesses. We have enrichment We're items. Sing it out. We have some other treat bags. We have some different things. So, um, yeah, just keep an eye out on the website for that. We might post it on the Facebook page. Um, who knows? I just I want to throw that out to, there to my listeners because I like for you guys to know what's happening before anybody else. Uh, so, and we're going to continue doing Zoom consults. We've had several Zoom consults from listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, really excited. I've had a few trainers reach out uh, for mentoring or um, just saying how much they love the episodes and the podcast. And I never intended for this podcast to be for other trainers, but I'm really, really grateful that I'm able to educate those that are in my field mm-hmm. and help them grow in their business. Because uh, when I started, there weren't any mentors. I mean, 26 years ago, I was one of the only females in my area doing dog training and certainly the only one doing positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just think our our industry is exploding, um, which means that you guys have to be very careful because anybody can call themselves a dog trainer. Anybody can call themselves a behavior specialist. Be very careful whenever you're um, looking for help. Uh, it is good. We we offer our Zoom consults, but hands-on is really very handy. And if you can find someone in your area, uh, you know, sometimes it takes a village. Uh, and so if, even if you're working with a trainer and, and you know, you guys need a little help, I'm always available as a kind of a third party to help out your trainer, help out you. So we're just here. We're here to help. We're here to educate. We're here to helpfully bring you some smiles, some laughs, um, and hopefully never tears, except for the behavioral euthanasia episode, which is probably our lowest downloaded episode <laughs> that we've ever had. I mean, it's a little heavy. It's and I heavy. understand because nobody wants to think about it, which is why we wanted to bring it out there because it's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. You know, but that's not what we're talking about today. No. What are we talking about today? We are talking about canine characteristics and how we can learn from the different characteristics of dogs. And really what I mean by characteristics, I do mean characteristics, but I also want to talk about kind of um, the senses that they use in their life and how we can learn from that, right? Uh, when it comes to a new, you know, 2023, everybody wants to kind of start these new um, kind of rules, start this new life changing. And here's the thing. If you try to change your life all at once and you try to change everything at once, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause it's overwhelming and it, and it has, it says nothing about you. It's just overwhelming. So I always encourage people pick one thing and change that. Right. And make sure that you're picking it and changing it because it's something you really want, not because that's what you feel like you should, should do. And I'm going to give you an example. My entire life, I have been a night owl. Mm-hmm. I am not a morning person. I've never been a morning person. And in high school, I was late a lot because I couldn't get out of bed. And for so many years, I was told that I was lazy, that I just wasn't motivated, that I was um, always late, and that I just wasn't responsible. I mean, there are a lot of things that go along with that. Being a night out, a morning person, or being a morning person, those are real things. Mm -hmm. But for years... My New Year's resolution was just to get up early, right? To wake up at a certain time and get going. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you've seen me do this. And I fail every time because I'm not 
it's a not, morning person. It's not your nature. It is not my nature. Um, so I've, I've, I've decided that that's no longer anything I'm going to try to, to worry about and do. Mm-hmm. Most people, when they're snoozing and dreaming, I'm still up. Right. Can, can confirm. Yeah. And when you're up, you're up maybe three hours before me, you get a whole day's work done in three hours while I'm still in bed. But mm-hmm. usually I'm still, when you go to bed, I might still be working. And if I'm not, yeah. that's okay. It's still kind of my time. Mm-hmm. So I really encourage you guys to don't make resolutions that are not truly you. Now, I understand if you have to get up, <laughs> you have a job at that early in the morning. Well, you know, that's your job. You got to, you got to do it. But just saying that don't force yourself into doing something that isn't you. And, and I'm, I'm doing this to segue into, we really shouldn't be putting expectations on our dogs that are just not them. Mm. Right? Yeah. Are you, are you really over there playing with the cards of, I'm, you know, cards against humanity? I'm deck? not, I'm just, it's, it, I'm fidgeting so that I can listen. You're fidgeting so you can listen. Yeah, like there's that whole tub of Play-Doh behind you that I'm contemplating <laughs> that I want. You guys, I won this from uh, Dirty Santa. I wouldn't say you won it. Oh, no, you I stole it. I stole that. Those are the rules. You're allowed to steal. She totally, st- like a 12-year-old. Like a like five, I stole this giant tub of Play-Doh. It's amazing. But it's a great stress reliever. Um, Do you want to get it? Here, I can grab it and hand yeah, it to yeah, you. Yeah, like... I need it. It helps me think. Well, that's okay because I mean, uh, I mean, I did throw you into this episode without giving you a lot of notes. I know you're just like, here's what we're talking about, and I'm like, oh, okay, because well, I figured we would just kind of free form. Okay. Y'all hearing all that plastic now? Sorry, I'm opening my giant tub. Listen, this thing is three pounds. This is three pounds of play-doh. That's nobody needs three pounds of play-doh. Yeah, I do. I mean, look at this. Look at this. All right. Are you going to get it out? Because the plastic, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Do your thing. I may have to do some editing on that. Sorry, y'all. You know I don't like to edit. Sorry. All right. So now she's got her Play-Doh and she's able to fidget. We're good. And here's the thing. If she needs that, then that's just what she needs. And that's okay. I have a margarita. So... I, I think that we need to make sure that we're not forcing our dog into doing something because that's what we want. And I kind of think about, you know, so many people are like, I got a dog because I want them to go hiking with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I say this because you guys went hiking today. Hey, hey, little man. That's enough. And so Isabella enjoys hiking. Mm-hmm. But if she didn't enjoy hiking, it would be your responsibility to find something that she does enjoy and that's something you guys can enjoy together. Right. I think it's easier for humans to adjust what they enjoy with their dog than trying to force the dog to change what they enjoy to do things with you. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things I encourage you guys to do this year is to really think about what does your dog really enjoy? You know, does your dog really enjoy fetch or do they just enjoy obtaining the ball? Right. Uh, Do they enjoy going for walks or would they rather just sniff freely? Do they enjoy going for car rides or is it the destination that's the key? So, you know, my guy does not like car rides. Um, He was fighting me getting into the truck the other day. Mm -hmm. And I say fighting me. I just had to go to the porch and pick him up, (laughs) put him in. That was 
the extent of it. But then when I got to where I was going, I took him out to the woods. We don't hike. He and I don't hike. I call it walking in the woods. Uh, we don't get on a trail. We only do that if we're with you. We don't get on a trail. We just go to the woods and we walk. And I, he really enjoyed it. So I'm hoping that it makes the ride a little bit easier, Yeah, having that much fun. Like having some like positive yeah. reinforcement with going somewhere. Yeah. And if you guys um, haven't seen it, I did a video with him. Um, it's on TikTok. It's on Instagram. Uh, just with his off-leash fun in the woods. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people, including you, you're scared to let her off the leash for fear of where she's going to go. Um, well, I it would depend on where we are. Like, I'm not going to let her go in the park that we go to. See, I think she would not get out of your sight in that park. Whereas nope. nope. Nope, nope. I know. I know my dog. I know. And that's okay. And that, so what is your goal this year for her? Because we've talked about in episodes a few times, mm -hmm. she loves to sniffy. She just kind of does her thing. There are times where she just like, bye-bye, I'll see you later. So when we think about our goals for 2023 with our dogs, what is your goal with her for 2023? Um, I think I want to find like a, like a regular sniff spot that we can go to where she can be off leash safely. Um, obviously a state park is not the place to do that. I did not do that in a state park. One, because it's illegal. Uh, but two, <laughs> it's really scary, uh, with wildlife and other dogs and people and, and that sort of thing. I mean, we hiking today, we saw a, three dogs off leash. Really? With their owners. Yeah. And how did those dogs do? Uh, fair. <laughs> did um, any approach? Uh, Isabella started running as soon as she saw one of them. Towards them? Away. Away from them. Yeah. She's an idiot. <laughs> it was this big black Great Dane. Gorgeous dog. Oh my God, I love her. She's so dumb. She was like, Mom, there's oh a dog. God. And she started running. This dog was great though. It was like... Totally a fantastic dog. Then we're getting back in the car. And you sure you went on a horse trail? <laughs> this little this little terrier that they are trying to get to come back towards them. It's obviously not been on leash the whole time. And it's like coming towards Isabella. And I like put her in the car and shut the door. That's amazing. And I'm like, because they're like, so sorry. And I'm like, ugh. Like there's that's when you hand them a card and you're like, no problem. Really mean we can help you. Like petty part of me that like slams the door. Like you don't know if my dog is friendly just because she's cute. Like what if she bites your dog? <laughs> and you know, and, I, and then the thing is, is, is people do worry about that. And, and you get so many times with the people that are saying my dog's friendly and well, mine's not. I think that if you know, I encourage people to have their dogs off leash, but only. If you have verbal control over them mm -hmm. and a little man today, I had him outside and we were talking to the neighbors and he was sniffing around and doing some things and, and he went towards the road mm -hmm. and he got about two steps into the road and I called him to me and he came right back. Yeah. But I, I'm only doing that because I know I've worked on it. Now, if it's a busy day in our neighborhood, I'm not going to have him out there off leash. I don't care how good your recall is. Right. It's my responsibility to be safe and mm -hmm. to keep him safe. 
but it was a very quiet day. Not a lot of cars. I could see cars coming. But it's, I think that even if you're never going to have your dog off leash, you need to practice it. Because there are going to be times your dog is going to be outside of your home, outside of a secure area off leash, whether that's an accident, you drop the leash, whatever it may be, practice and teach them how to be responsive with commands. Yeah. And that's why, um, yeah, we're definitely looking at sniff spots. I love that. Um, Found one that's like 29 acres, no other dogs on the property. If she chases a squirrel, like who cares? She's not going to be hit by a car. Um, so that's that's what my goal this year is to have, like, regular sniff spot time. And if you don't know what sniff spot is, like, Love it. it's it's an app, sort of like an Airbnb <laughs> of dog VRBO. parks. VRBO. <laughs> yeah, for dog parks. Uh, you can just rent it for however many hours you want and... Um, you can put in like, do you want it fenced? Do you want it unfenced? Like you can put in your parameters for your area and I'm going to reach out to them, see if they want to be a sponsor. And, uh, we've talked about them enough. I, I mean, it's not something we've used yet because again, of my fear, like, cause I'm scared about it, but. Well, I think that even if you have, so like we have a fenced in yard and she's used to being in that yard mm-hmm. for me. Even if you went and you rented someone's yard that's maybe only an acre, right? But it's fenced in. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need to necessarily need that for like sniffing. But just to go somewhere different that is not your yard that has all these different smells just to practice things like recall. So even if it's somebody's, because a lot of them are just, you know, like people's fenching yards. Mm -hmm. Um, We literally could do it in our yard. Right. So you think that that would be just as beneficial, even though she's basically in a yard yeah, similar to her. It's a great way to work on the, the the issues that you're scared of or the issues that your dog may have. Okay. Like, right? So if she doesn't come well, then that's a great place to go practice. It's a fenced-in yard, but it's new smells. What is the biggest issue when you go mm. outside your home? It's the different smells. It's the distractions. People call those distractions, Right. So go and use these people's yards mm-hmm. just to practice and, but allow your dog to sniff. Teach them that coming to you, the reward is to continue sniffing and going to get those things that you want. Right. I, I think that we're not using all the resources that we have in order to help our dogs. I don't think I've, I, I thought about it that way. I was, I think I was thinking, oh, well, it's just another fenced in yard. Like that's not going to be beneficial. Like, I want her to be able to run through the woods and do doggy things that she likes to do. Yeah, and those are good, too. But, like, for an example, one of our um, out and about um, Mm -hmm. that we're going to be doing is probably going to be at Amanda's. They have that entire fenced-in area back there. It's it's a great place Mm -hmm. to just work on your dog's reactivity or response, right? So, and I say reactivity to things like wildlife. Right, because wildlife's right. going to be pretty much everywhere. Right. So, you know, it's, I just want you to start thinking outside the box. But I really encourage people to practice because, look, so many people, I get so many clients that say my dog is never going to be off leash. Well, here's the thing. Your dog's off leash 90% of his life, mm-hmm. right? What they're thinking is my dog's never going to be off leash 
in an unsafe environment. Yeah. Well, you can't control that. You just can't, right? Um, and give your dog a full life. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to be able to give a full life to your dog, have a, an amazing relationship with your dog, and make sure that your dog's needs are being met, but in a safe way. I'm, I'm not asking you to go and walk your dog downtown where it's busy, busy, busy off leash. I, I don't, I don't need an ego boost, right? Nobody needs their ego boosted, right? right. It's like not about you see a lot of aversive trainers with their shock collars on their dog. Thing is not about us. It's about it's about them, your dog. Yeah, but it's also about why are we afraid? We're afraid because we don't feel like we have control. Mm-hmm. That's where fear is going to come from, right? I love that uh, Joyce Myers used to say, and I was. Fear is false evidence appearing real, right? So it's like this this fear of my dog's going to get outside my front door and run and get hit by a car or, you know, get lost and I never see him again. So I'm going to absolutely never take them out the front door. This is what I get. I get a lot of clients who are like, I'm never going to put my dog out the front door because I don't want them to know that there's life outside that front door. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're not dumb, they know life is out the front door. They look out the front door. They look at the front mm-hmm. windows. Where's the most dangerous place in your home to the outside? Well, either a gate in your yard or your front door. Mm-hmm. So if we don't practice, and if y'all hearing that thunder and lightning, we just got a storm that rolled in, and it's amazing. We had 70 degrees here today in Tennessee. It's been so weird. This is Tennessee weather. It's just the way it was. 69 so yesterday, weird. 70 today. I moved the yard snowed today. last week. snowed last week. Anyway, so if you hear that, we have the windows and doors open. Just <laughs> enjoy it with us. Myers is going to bark at the thunder. Thunder. Feel the thunder. Don't own the rights to that song. Anyway, the fear is because we feel like we can't control it. So we try to put a mandate on it. And anytime you try to manage something, being human beings, we're going to screw up. Mm-hmm. Management is not a way to live. You cannot live in management mode. You have to work on it. And if you work on those things, then your fear will decrease, which will help you better to teach your dog in those situations. Uh, one of the things that we teach in every class that we do is our touch command. Yeah. And I and our touch command is our emergency recall. And we had at least three people in our last class have to use that and it worked because their dog was running towards the road. If we'd never taught that, they would have had nothing. Right. Right. So I really encourage you guys for this year to really focus on having verbal control of your dog so that they can have more opportunities. You can enjoy yourself a little bit more with them, have more adventures, and not be just gripped by fear. That's, that's the big thing I want to talk about. Don't mm-hmm. be gripped by fear, which leads me into kind of the point of this the episode. Whole, the whole episode. Well, I figured this episode would be just kind of like, what can we learn from our dogs and what can we do with our dogs? So I, I do want to talk about a little bit about the dog and how they use their senses. If you had to say what, what would you say the most important sense a dog uses? What would you say? Uh, their sniffer. All right. So I know a lot of people would probably be like, well, I don't know. I got a, I got me a coonhound. 
and you're right, the scent's there. But also, you know, then you got somebody over here going, well, but I have a greyhound, and they don't use their nose. They use those eyes, right? Well, I guess. So is eyesight the most important? Hurting would also, they're, they use sight. They use a lot well. of sight, right? Yeah. But actually, you're right in that no matter what the dog has been bred for, scent is a huge, huge part of their life. It is actually the lar- largest kind of uh, grouping of organ that they use. Did I, I, didn't, I know I didn't say that right because I'm on the second margarita here. The grouping? The grouping. Grouping it, it's of a, It's the, the organ they use the most is what I meant to say. I'm not even going to edit that shit out. The sense they use the most? The sense they use the most. Thank you. trying to say? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So, those olfactory senses. They're olfactory, right? So, <laughs> I want to talk about how we can learn from our dogs. Okay. okay. So, Please and, and this kind of go into 2023. S- tell me I don't have to sniff people. You don't have to sniff people, no. Okay. Um, I do get tickled, though, when, when dogs, like, sniff me right up in my grill. Like, they're right between the legs sniffing. And they're like, people are, get so tickled and they get, they get embarrassed, right? Like, oh, you know, he must, you know, or, or people say he must smell my dog. Look, guys, that's how dogs, their identity is kind of in their anal glands. Even though all anal glands smell the same to us. Yeah. Right? But that's how they get to know each other. And especially if, as a female, and I'm not, we're just going to open it up here. As a female, anytime I'm on my period... Yeah, you're going to get dogs mm-hmm. that are more into that, right? Their their sense of smell is very, very powerful. Don't be embarrassed when that happens. I mean, just think, turn around and ignore them. It's fine. And But also, don't correct your dog or punish your dog for doing it because that is who they are. And that's that's like you shaking someone's hand and your parent, you know, knocking you upside the head because you shook their hand. Mm-hmm. So... Let's just really be aware that, that that's what dogs do. But one thing that dogs do is they take odor and they really analyze it. And odor can really trick the brain into many different things. I say trick the brain. I, I don't mean it that way, but it, it can affect the brain and how you respond to something, right? Think about uh, an odor that, you love that brings you peace mm-hmm. right um i love the smell of honeysuckle to me honeysuckle screams spring um sunlight and it just brings me happiness yeah. right i think as humans we for, we focus too much on the smells that we don't like mm-hmm. we don't take the time to literally just smell the roses and I know, I know it's a cliche, <laughs> but I thought I want to go a little bit deeper than, you know, be like a dog and stop and smell the roses, blah, blah, blah. I really wanted to kind of, I wanted to really make you think about it, right? So stop and just smell. Next time you walk into your home, if you're listening to this in your car or at work, okay, don't be listening to it at work, but... Don't be listening to this when you're walking your dog because you should be acknowledging their good behavior and rewarding them and looking out for triggers. But when you walk in your home, I want you to stop and just spend 30 seconds smelling all the smells. Now, that smell could be a beautiful lavender candle. That smell could be dirty dog smell. 
but embrace that odor for what it is, right? It's really important to embrace what it is. I mean, it's knowing that you have a beautiful dog that loves you and is going to greet you with enthusiasm. Instead of walking in a house and saying, oh my God, the house smells so dirty. How about walking in going, damn, this house is dirty, but God, I love my dog. You know what I'm saying? Because you are a neat freak. I don't know. I don't know why you put your gavel down, Judy. I'm just now. I have I have a nose like a bloodhound. It's it's not always fun to have a nose like a bloodhound. But I, I, my point is that dogs slow down in their life to take in the odors of this amazing world that we live in. We should do the same. And I don't mean just stopping and smelling a flower. I mean everyday odors, right? Just the smell of fresh air. The smell of chili cooking, right? Instead of taking that for granted, and I think that a lot of us do because it's a sense we we can't turn it off, right? So we're constantly inundated, inundated with it. I think we just need to really just take it for a second and just see what it what it does to us. Does that make sense? In a sense, way of sniffing. Yeah, yeah, no, for real. I mean, the sense of smell. Smell is associated with memories and emotions more so than any other uh, sense that we have. Um, and I think dogs are the same way. So, no, it totally makes sense. Like, like, you know, like an aftershave. Like, somebody could walk by you on the street, and it's an aftershave, and you're like, oh, that was my my papaws. Or, you know, a perfume or something like that. Like, oh, that was my mom. Or, you know, I mean, not that every memory is going to be happy and, you know, I mean, some of them may be triggering. Uh, Myers you know. is going through something like that with the, right. the odor of smoke. Right. I mean, it, it could be triggering for something not great, but... Um, I think in general, just slowing down. Yes. Just really being present and whether it's a sound you hear or a smell or, you know, something like a food you eat. I mean, you know, think of a dog eating a treat and how yeah. amazing that is. And, um, I know a lot of people are like my dog never savors a treat, just swallows the damn thing whole, <laughs> but they sure <laughs> shit love it. Yeah, they do. Uh, somebody, this is fun. Somebody had dropped like a dog treat out of their uh, car today, apparently. And Isabella found that. I was like, I'm not even going to give you a leave it. Just go for it, girl. Like, happy new year. To nice. You. It was like a, one of those like twisty cheese. Like, you know, it's not made of real cheese. No. Whatever. I was like, whatever. You know what? Go for it. Sometimes you just got it. <laughs> You just got to give in, right? I mean, the girl walked by a dead armadillo twice and was like, whatever, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm like, good for you. Here, have a cheese treat. You know what? That's good. Yeah. And we we should learn to reward ourselves that way as well. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I just think that we can learn a lot from our dogs. Savor every little thing that you have and savor every opportunity that you have. I mean... It's like, how many of you went out, uh, well, night before last, which was last night while we were recording, 
how many of you went out for New Year's Eve? Or that was, oh God, that was two nights ago. That was two nights ago. How many of you went out for New Year's Eve, but you don't really remember a lot of it? Not because you were drinking, but just because you didn't take in every moment. I think we need to stop taking life in chunks Mm -hmm. and start taking them in smaller bites. And I think if we start taking things in smaller bites, I think we'll see how beautiful our world really is and how beautiful our life can be on top of what it may already be. I, I just think we need to slow down. I mean, with the information that's throwing at us all the time, if it's overwhelming for us, mm-hmm. right? It's overwhelming for our eyesight. It's overwhelming for our hearing. Um, it's over- overwhelming for our brain. If you can imagine a dog who uses all of their senses to like, I mean, a, it's an nth degree here, right? You've got your smell, but then think about your dog using his eyesight and having to take in all the things that are there. And and when you sit back and you look at a dog, they can find a squirrel in a group of trees in a split second. Mm-hmm. I really think we should learn from them to where we need to slow down and start really looking at the smaller details instead of looking things as a whole. And I think when we do that, we can understand a little bit more where our dog's coming from, mm-hmm. right? We want to say, well, we're taking our dog to the brewery and it's just, it's a brewery with people and this is what we do. Instead of like scaling it down and saying, okay, there's food, there's beer, which has its own smell. You have 40 different people that are probably bathed in 40 different uh, soaps, 40 different shampoos. Not to mention the products on the hair, not to mention what they wash their clothes in, not to mention the animals that have already come through here and the birds that have dropped here, or what the wind has picked up and brought. And then we wonder why our dogs are distracted. We need to learn to be a little more empathetic with what our dogs are going through. Mm -hmm. So I say if there's anything in 2023, learn what your dog likes to do. And find some empathy, right? Be an empath of your dog and kind of try to understand what they're going through and why sometimes it's hard to focus in certain situations. And give them grace and give yourself grace. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from her name is Isabella Grace, by the Isabella way. Isabella Grace. Uh, this is the biggest thing I've, I've learned from her is. You know, like, not every day is a good day. Some days, like, I don't do the things that I should or think I should or um, I'm not my best self. But you know what? We move on and tomorrow's a new day and we get to start over. And that's the same thing with her, right? Like, some days she has a shit day and that's okay. But then she gets back up and... We go on. I, I think that's a really, that's a really phenomenal point. Is that dogs wake up every day going, "It's a new day." And do they have negative associations with things that happen? Absolutely. But overall, dogs wake up knowing it's a new day with new adventures waiting. And I think that we need to learn how to do that more. Mm-hmm. Do we learn from the associations, the negative associations, and the things that happen? Yeah, we should, just like dogs will learn, right? Dogs learn to not stick their nose in the beehive 
after they got stung by a bunch of bees. It's all about learning, right? But they don't wake up the next day or three weeks later still depressed about them sticking their nose in the beehive. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It's done. Yeah. But when they see the beehive or they smell bees the next time, they're going to be like, nope, off and running. Yeah. We need to learn how to live that way. Just and sort of let things go a little bit better. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of times if we let things go, they won't become as important to us as we've made them because we've sat and thought about them. Mm-hmm. Obviously not talking trauma and no, things like that. I, no, but I'm talking I'm talking little things. I'm talking just small things that happen, right? Mostly inconveniences. Yeah. I mean, really, <laughs> truly. I think if I think if we start there, if we just start with inconveniences and learning how to deal with those better, then I, we'll do a better job at dealing with the things that are more serious. But right now I don't think we do a good job at even dealing with inconveniences. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's one thing we can really learn from our dog. The other thing I want to talk about is um, their hearing. Mm. They hear very well, right? And they take it in. They hear it. They take it in and they process it. And then they decide what to do. So you're saying that they respond rather than react? Yes. When they hear something? Yes. <laughs> If they're in the state of mind where they can be responsive, obviously we deal with a lot of dogs that cannot be mm-hmm. responsive, but but yes. And I think we can learn a lesson from that. Just slow down and listen. Listen. Process it. Then respond. Yeah. So it's like when I talk about dog communication, dogs will give their communication using body language, right? And it's either our job or another dog's job or whatever it is they're communicating to, to basically read it. So see that they're communicating that. So we're reading that instead of hearing it, but still we're understanding what they need. We then need to respect it. And then we need to respond to it Mm -hmm. appropriately. I think that so much these days, we're so quick to respond that it can be considered reaction. Yeah. Instead of just slowing down for a second and processing and then responding. Well, it's like me responding to a work email. Like, I'm like, oh, I got to get this done, like, immediately because I need to know people. Like, I, I need people to know I'm on top of this. But then there are things I forget in the email or because I've – I've just all I'm all I'm thinking about doing is just getting back to them so quickly, and I don't think it through all the way. Um, and that's yeah, I need to. Need and to you slow do that, down a little and bit. do you do that because you want to make sure they know that yeah, you're that on I top of things it, that I saw it, yeah, and that I'm on top of things, and I think that, and I'm going to handle it. And, but it's yep, it the problem with that is so many times. I don't have all the information I need to respond or I forget something because it's more of a productivity thing rather than me being efficient in actually responding in an appropriate way. Not that I'm like mean or harsh or like lashing out or anything. Just I haven't thought it through. There's, there's no thinking it through sometimes. 
And I think that that's kind of what our culture is like right now. It's, it's, you know, we have text, we have email. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, I sent you a message. Why didn't you respond within 30 seconds? Right. And so therefore we expect our dogs to respond that quickly in mm-hmm. situations when we don't set them up for success. Right. And we need to learn that, yeah, we need to slow down. And there are times that I have received um, emails or phone calls that I've learned that someone is in a panic state. I don't respond immediately because I want them to slow down, get their emotions under control and calm so that I can get the information that I truly need. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't need a reaction. And so that they can also process the information you're giving back to them. Yes, because well. if I try to give them information in a reactive, and they're in a reactive state, they're not going to receive it, mm-hmm. right? So if your dog is in a reactive state, they're not going to receive what you're trying to tell them. I don't care how good their sit is. I don't care how good their recall is. They're not going to be able to do it because they're in a reactive state. And we need to learn how to almost really kind of bubble wrap them in those moments, right? So if my dog is in a reactive state, instead of giving a bunch of information that they cannot process and respond to, maybe my job is just to bubble wrap them in that moment and then find a way to communicate what I need them to do in that situation next time, Mm -hmm. not being in that situation, right? So many people try to fix dogs when they're in the heightened state of arousal or when they're triggered and they're exploded, you can't work on a dog when they're in that state, mm-hmm. right? When you're working with a dog who even has like reactivity, explosive behavior, no one should know that your dog has that while you're working on it, right? They should always stay under threshold where you don't see that. And so I think that we need to learn to slow down, give information, what needs to be given in the moment, and then just breathe and not expect our dogs to respond as if we just sent them a text message to sit. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe they don't have their phone on them. Maybe they have it on silent. I keep my phone on silent. I mean, I literally laughed the other day when I was looking at our phone records. Like the amount of calls you make on yours, the amount of calls your mom makes. I looked at mine and it's like four, like four calls were made. For like a total of like 20 minutes. That's because it's usually my mom. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's just something that we need to learn to slow down and know that our dogs don't receive text messages like your friends do. Mm-hmm. Right? Just give them a minute. And, and if they can't be responsive in that moment, it's your job to help them through that. And, and that was like the video I posted yesterday. The TikTok video was great because I showed him off leash doing this way, him just checking in without any commands, and then him coming when called. Well, when we got to the end of our walk, uh, he got to the field area and he knew where the truck was. And actually, for a minute, I thought maybe you and Isabella showed up because he was, that is the one time I know he's not going to come, is if he sees you and Isabella, he is not going to come to me. Like he's done. Oh, no. I mean, I don't care what time it is. He is not going to come to me because Isabella is his best friend. Yeah. But I, at the end of the day, he was going and I called him and it took like four times. Mm-hmm. And for me, it wasn't that I think he was being disobedient. And, and I posted on Instagram, 
I just know that he was overwhelmed. He had already done so much. He had already taken in so much information with his eyes, his ears, his nose. I didn't ask him for a lot of things because I didn't need to. But by the end of it, he was he was overwhelmed. And so for me, I didn't expect him to be a robot. I just had to follow through because I knew where he was. It's mm-hmm. like being at the end of the day, right? Or, or if you guys think about yourself on a Friday night after a long work week. Yeah. It takes you a minute to process sometimes what something somebody just said. Yeah. And we have a very complex brain. Dogs are much smaller brained, obviously, as we are, you know, than we are. Why do we expect so much out of them that we don't even expect from ourselves? Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me a little bit irritable. Or maybe we do expect from dogs what we expect from ourselves. And that's part of the problem. But that maybe we just, it's easier to be mad at them for not being responsive than it is to be at our partner or ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah, because we expect them to be robots and to just do what we tell them to do. But they can only do that if you've taught them. Mm -hmm. And you've basically shaped their brain. And gave them the skills that they needed during their developmental phases and developmental stages to be able to do that. It's not like they hit adult and they can all all of a sudden just be responsive to everything. If they don't get that development as a as a puppy in in their adolescent years, if they don't get that practice, they're going to have a hard time focusing. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at, at little man here. He's thirteen months. Um, I think he's he's close to being out of adolescence. He did phenomenal the other day. Mm-hmm. He really did. He was such a good boy. He checked in on me. I didn't have to give him a lot of commands. I didn't do a lot of good boys. I was also just kind of out there and just trying to be peaceful and quiet. And he was just so good. But I would have never been able to do that if I did not help him learn from puppyhood up. And that relationship that I built with him and those expectations, it, it, I think helped, I know it helped get him to where he was and, and his capability of doing that. Right. You know, it's not like I don't do anything with dogs. I think this is where a lot of times people do this. They do the minimal amount of training and they do the basic obedience, which if you never teach your dog basic obedience, I will not be mad at you. Okay, Mm -hmm. but what I want you to do is teach your dog that you have a good relationship, that there's clear communication, that they can trust you, that you're their rock, that you can help, you know, teach them and and handle what this world is throwing at them. You truly have a relationship. If you can have that, you don't need all that basic obedience crap. Right. I mean, you really don't. Right. And I mean, does he know how to come? Yes, he can sit. He can lay down. Um, He walks okay on leash. Usually I use a long leash. I used a 15-foot with him the other day before I took him off. Um, He has a decent stay. Do I use those a lot? No. Do you know what I used the other day when we were hiking? What? Hiking, walking in the woods. I used this way. Let's go. Good boy. And come. That was it. It's funny because today I used all of those except come. And instead of come, I used wait. Because the park was very crowded today i can imagine and for safety i used weight and she's like cool 
All right. She understands. Ask Stand here for a second. And she knows that if you're giving her that, then you have a reason because mm-hmm. you don't just throw it out there to make yourself look good in front of people. Right. And I know I used to be that person that would give my dog commands just so I looked good. And, and I, I admit that. I don't because I know that my dog is probably not going to respond to it and I'm not going to look good. So whatever. No, so. <laughs> I think if we stop. I'm like, she totally sat. You didn't see it? Oh, that's that's on you. That's no, on you. That you didn't she, see her sit? She, she sat. Totally oh, did it. I'm like, damn. Can't help it. You can't like, see I hate it. when I take her to like the pet store and somebody's like, can she have a treat? I'm like, sure. And they're like, sit. And they ask her to sit. 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 Yeah. And she looks at him like, I don't. Why? Why? You just said you were going to give me a treat. That was stupid. <laughs> I'll wave at you, though. <laughs> it is really funny, though, that we do that, right? Every time somebody wants to give the dog a treat, they ask them to sit. Guys, let me remind you, sit is not a natural behavior for dogs. They'll either stand or lay down. Stop asking for that to get a treat. If somebody asks me, can I give your dog a treat? Absolutely. I don't say just give make them, a them treat. sit first. <laughs> no, just give them a freaking treat. It does. They don't oh, have to perform. How many times do you perform to get a reward? You know, you don't say, well, can I get you something to drink at a restaurant? And they're like, yep, yeah, can I have a margarita? Okay, but only if you can stand on your head for three seconds. Can I get you something to drink? Yes. Okay, well, I need you to stand on one leg for two minutes. That's. I mean, why do we do that? Why do we think that dogs always have to perform to earn what they get? Well, that's because we as humans have to perform to get what we get. As far as compensation is concerned, or rewards. Our rewards are based on performance. We just opened a can of worms, y'all. Did y'all hear that? Pop. Well, no, I mean, it's but true. it's true. You don't get paid if you don't do your damn job. No, but I'm talking recreational. Right? If a dog is just hanging out, right, they're not in an agility, you know, competition or obedience competition, They're just freaking hanging out at the pet store. Like, you don't go to a store, buy clothes, and they're like, can I give you a 10% discount? And then you say, yeah, sure. And then they ask you to perform a task. We need to learn that there are times that we don't need our dog to perform. That the fact that they walk through that store without yanking your arm out of the socket, barking or lunging or stealing things, they pretty much earn that free reward. If you want to look at it as free, right? Mm-hmm. So again, we need to start really taking in some clues from our dogs, learn how to take in the smells and let it really process in your brain. Take in the sight of things. When's the last time you just stopped and looked at a tree? When's the last time you just looked at a branch and a tree or, or a, uh, you know, a a nest. I was trying to say birdhouse, but like just sat and looked at a nest or looked at a flower. Right? When's the last time you just slowed down and did that? Well, honestly, today. Well, yeah, as you, Isabella was sniffing. Well, yeah, you for ten because minutes. she slowed <laughs> down, right? So I encourage you guys instead of rushing through and having your dog match your lifestyle, you learn how to match your dog's lifestyle a little bit more. Slow down. Take it in. Rest. Rest. Enjoy That's it. That's the other thing is resting. Resting. Yes. Uh, so our friend, um, Dr. Jessica Petty, just uh, 
published her first book called Cues. And it is about one sort of like her journey, um, like taking a sabbatical and really learning about like really focusing on priorities and what's important in life. And also what she's learned from service dogs. And <laughs> I, sent her, I sent her this message. I was like, well, you forgot to tell me I was going to cry during part. She's like, what part, <laughs> you know, made you cry? And and there's this, this chapter just about rest. And dogs just get it. You know, not everything is go, go, go. Even a working dog rests. And if they don't, they can't do their jobs. Right. And so I thought, God, what a, what a huge lesson for us that we really, we really need to focus on that. Um, that was, that was even my other thing that I added about what we can learn from dogs. Like just take a break and be okay with it. You know, like sometimes I'll kind of take a 10 minute nap and I feel like guilty the whole time I'm doing it. Right. And <laughs> there's no napping. I'm just lying there thinking about what I have to do. Like just freaking rest. That, that's my other, that's my other one. And I think it's a good one. Cause rest is, we talk about how important good rest is for dogs, especially if they're having like behavior issues, mm-hmm. having good rest, solid rest, not rest in the middle of the living room when you're walking back and forth or trying to clean the house, but like, going somewhere quiet intentional intentional rest intentional rest i think is what it's about i think a lot of us or especially a lot of people who work from home they think their dog is resting throughout the day but if you're up and moving a lot and you're out of your office and you're walking to the kitchen you're going to the bathroom you're doing a lot of movement phones ringing you're on the phone you're on the meetings you're talking your dog is not going to be resting especially if you have i have a velcro dog like i do yeah like she's not resting. It's funny because she's learned now to go into your room and go into the bed mm-hmm. when she really needs to rest. It's like her little cave. That's where she goes. <laughs> and that is her place of saying this. And we don't bother her when she's under there at all because we know that's her mm-hmm. quiet place. And we need to have that because you can't function if you don't rest. And, you know, even when I was doing search and rescue and recovery, I would bring Tiba back after a big search, um, and we may have more area to cover, but she needed a break. I'd put her in the truck, and she would immediately lay down, and she would start snoozing. Mm -hmm. Because she knew that that didn't mean the end of the day, that there was probably more work to do, but that she knew that rest was the time, that that's what she needed to do. It wasn't a, I'm looking out the window, I'm ready to go. No, she rested. And I made a point to try to, you know, rest in those moments because it's not only physically tiring, but it can be emotionally tiring. And, you know, everybody's going to get emotionally tired, but, you know, good sleep can do that and resting. But people don't realize that when you're emotionally tired, rest is also very important. And it's rest away from things. Your 10 minute nap of you thinking about the things you need to get done. That's not rest. Right. Right. So it's. Just finding a way to kind of check out and say, I'm just going to turn my brain off. Sometimes I wish we could just turn our brain off. Or turn the phone off. Or turn the computer off. Turn the phone off, off, the computer off, yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. We don't have to be there. I have a colleague who at the bottom, I I think I've said this before on the podcast, at the bottom of their signature, the end of their signature, 
It says I, because it's an international company that we work for. Um, I recognize that my work hours are not your work hours. Please do not feel obligated to respond to this email immediately or not during your work hours. It can like it can wait, you know, and it's like unless it's unless I tell you it's an emergency, don't freaking respond to this just because it showed up in your inbox. If you're I not that's brilliant, if you're not working, don't respond to it. You know, and I I love that. You know, it's it always hurts my heart when I see colleagues responding at, you know, 4 a.m. or 10 p.m. And I'm like, you know what? Just it can wait. It can wait. There's nothing that pressing. There's nothing that important. You know, yeah, and so. I yeah, and I think that's a really that's a really good lesson. Um, because we knew we need to slow down. Mm-hmm. Just slow down, slow down, and be our dogs. And and that segues into the other characteristic I think we really need to learn from dogs. Learn to be silly. Learn to be mm-hmm. playful. Play is so important. So important. Like, it doesn't matter what that looks like for you. But be playful. Be silly. Laugh at stupid dad jokes. I mean, there's there's just so much, there's so much fun in life if you just slow down and you take it in. Now, granted, there are some really stupid things you don't need to laugh at because they're just stupid. But at least get enough of it that you can know the difference. Be silly, be fun, be playful. Even if that, that's just two hours a week, yep. an hour a week. Because I guarantee if you just try to be silly or playful an hour a week, you'll enjoy it so much that you'll start adding more time to it. And be silly yep. with your dog. Right? You know what? I, I get tickled with Myers. He, in the mornings, he really shows his pit bull. He likes to put his forehead on the bed. All right, so he's on the bed, but he's got his forehead, and it's tucked almost between his front legs, and his butt's in the air, and he's making these sounds, and he's just like he's going to eat you up. And it's almost like he's about to do a somersault. He loves that. He's such a goober. Right? That's his silliness and his playfulness, and so I kind of encourage him. We need to find something like that for us. Mm -hmm. Right? Go do a somersault. Right, go stand on your head. Go, you know, read dad jokes in the mornings. Whatever you have to dance do. Dance in your bedroom. Dance in your bedroom. 12 a.m. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying I do that. You totally do. I totally do that. But, <laughs> I mean, I just videoed my lights going off to the theme song of Halloween. And I was like thoroughly enjoying that. Yeah. I'm totally going to put that on my, on my personal Instagram. Because it's just fun. Right. And you just need to learn how to be silly and loosen up and relax and enjoy life. And, and, you know, whatever that looks like to you, and that's going to be different, but learn that lesson from your dog. And then when your dog is being silly and goofy, be jealous, right? (laughs) Look at them and be like, I just want to be that. And just be silly with them. And then go do it. And then go do it. And another thing you can do is, you know what? Get on the, get on the level of your dog, Right. Get on all fours on the floor and take in your world around you. Preferably just in your home because you might get arrested in public. But 
do it to where you can just see what your dog is taking in and what their life is like. Heard something the other day that was really interesting. Um, a, a guy had been taking his children to a museum to see artwork and uh, he would really make them stop and just stare at this artwork. And, and he would ask them, you know, what are you, what are you getting from this artwork? Right. And they're like seven and nine or seven mm-hmm. and 10 or something. And they were just like, I don't really see much of anything. I see just, you know, it's just there. I don't really see much of anything. He couldn't understand it. He was upset, right? But then he realized when he got on their level that they couldn't actually even see mm-hmm. the artwork because the the glare from the lights were so bright on the artwork, they couldn't see the artwork. From there, from, from where they were standing. Yeah. Standing, right? We need to learn how to see that perspective from our dog. And, and that means whether you are doing, you know, manners training, behavior issues, whatever that may be, we need to just slow down and, and see it from their point of view and not automatically assuming how we think they should be responding. And I think we need to see life from that point of view from other humans as well. I mean, just in general, get out of your, get out of your space. and. And sort of get into the mindset of someone else and and see, like, oh, you know, like, didn't realize that children couldn't see that. Or, you know, it. Yeah. I, or, or people with disabilities or, I mean, whatever the case may be, like, get out of your own comfort zone and, and sort of look at things through a different lens. Yes, and if you are dealing with behavior issues with your dog, please do that because I think that if you really look from where they're coming from, instead of just being irritated with their behavior, um, it can give you it can give you a little bit of a clearer picture of what they're going through. And I, I mean, the amount of the, the behavior cases I've dealt with at twenty two and going into twenty three, some of these are, are really really difficult cases. And the one thing that can help with success is owners truly understanding where their dogs are coming from. I spend a lot of time helping them understand where their dog's coming from instead of just being like, yeah, that behavior sucks and let me fix that behavior. Mm -hmm. I really want them to understand where their dog's coming from because ultimately it's going to be up to them to help their dog feel safe Mm -hmm. and comfortable and and that's something that we need to make sure that that we're providing for our dogs. So don't just think that your dog is being a jerk to be a jerk. Um, don't think that your dog is just not listening because he doesn't want to listen. Truly look beyond that. And for the love of all, please stop sending your dogs off to board and train um, to fix their emotional problems that you would see as behavior problems. When in fact, they've just not been taught or they're not being, they're not, no one's understanding where they're coming from. Um, I, I loved one of my clients that had a new client the other day who's um, got some dog aggression issues in the home with, with its inner pack aggression. And, and he had gotten some advice about just fixing the external behavior. And of course, the advice he'd received was, you know, put shock collars on them. <laughs> 
Um, and he just was like, mm, I don't feel comfortable with that. And he said, you know, I knew that I needed something beyond that. I needed, I needed a psychologist. <laughs> I needed a psychologist right. for my dogs. Right. And that was the first step of him realizing that it was beyond just this external behavior that he was seeing that wasn't convenient for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that there was something truly deeply going on there. And that's what we do, right? We're looking at it as a whole and truly understanding where that dog's coming from. Uh, they're complicated organisms, just like we are. And we need to learn how to be um, respectful of that. So I, I think those are some really good traits that we can take from dogs and some good lessons uh, that we can better ourselves, not just as human beings, but as guardians of these amazing creatures that we have. You got anything else to add there? Can I just add in one thing that I do think that we need to not take from dogs? What's that? And this may go into a whole nother 30 minutes. What's that? Dogs are very loyal creatures. This is a different podcast. Is this a different podcast? This is a I'm going to touch it. I'm going to whole other podcast that I think we should probably record tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can make it a whole podcast. Yeah, we can. This is a whole podcast. About- trust me. <laughs> I've been thinking on it. Since we talked about it the other night, sort of half drunkenly, like, I yeah, no, that's a whole different podcast. You really think we can do a whole episode on that? That is next week's episode. I don't I know. Swear, we, got a lot, we got a lot of episodes coming up. I swear that is next week's episode. I've been thinking hard on it. All right. And now, look, everybody's like, what is it? All right. I'm not going to say then. It's about loyalty. It's and about that's loyalty. Fine. That's fine. But All right. it is, uh, All right. it is us, one- uh, having a picture of something here sitting in the middle of this desk. <laughs> I'm going to make a picture of because, margaritas. Yeah, because we were we were feeling pretty good when we started this conversation. I don't know. I haven't been drinking very much lately. I know. You're all in shock. I did uh, not have one drink on New Year's Eve. <laughs> but this is, yeah, right. this is a whole podcast. All right. That, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say. Right. I'm not going to do now. It'll, all we, right. We will record it tomorrow. Will we? We will record this tomorrow. Okay. So we do have a lot of good ones coming up. We do. Um, Great. Gray's going to come in. Yeah. So we're going to do actually a recording with Gray. We're going to talk about how we look at cases, right? So like how I deal with behavior cases. And we're going to record it not only on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but we're going to record it with video and we're going to put it up on our YouTube page so that people can see how we look at cases. Uh, so basically, it's it's for people that are going to hire us and they know what we're coming in to do. We're also going to be talking about, we're going to look at stress, uh, chronic stress in dogs, um, acute stress in dogs, as well as stress in the household and how to, to handle that and how stress does affect your dog if you have stress in the house. Um, Amanda is in Ireland right now with Clark. He's meeting his ancestors, being an Irish setter that he is. Um, Irish doodle. Anyway, she wants to talk about dogs in Ireland that she's seen, but also how she has traveled to Ireland with him and is still making his food, um, which is <laughs> freaking amazing. We're going to, I even got pictures. I'm going to post on Instagram. This is fantastic. Right. Um, we are going to be talking about the guts of behavior because we can never talk nutrition enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm still going to get Dr. Uh, Neely North on here to talk about holistic medicine, acupuncture, and things like that. Uh, actually, I just we emailed today, and we're going to look at some dates for this year. We tried last year. She's been swamped. So there are a lot of really good upcoming um, episodes 
that we're going to have. But if you guys, if the listeners, if you have an idea of what you would like to hear, things you'd like for us to talk about, we're still, we still want to hear from you. We want to, to get your ideas because sometimes we just kind of get stuck, right? We're thinking about what we're doing and then that's what our, our focus is on. So we really want to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at podcast at dogspeak101.com. Give us your ideas. Of course, you can also reach us through the website. Uh, we would love to hear from you. If you'd like a Zoom consult, we are available. Uh, but I am, I, let, let me just say at the end of 2022, guys, I want to thank you because we increased downloads in 2022 um, of over 93,000. And I can't even explain to you how exciting this makes me. Um, I love being able to give you guys information. I love being able to talk to you. I wish I could see you face to face and talk to you. I love getting to do these episodes for you. Uh, And what you can do for me is rate and review so that other people can find our podcast. Uh, My goal is to uh, increase it, increase our listeners 25% every quarter this year. Um, I want to see us explode uh, because if we can explode, then I can get more guests. I can get you guys more information. We can get us some sponsors up in here to where maybe we can do more episodes. I just, I, I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, I never thought that the podcast would grow this much and that I would get to meet so many cool people. And the, the amount of people that have reached out to us and that have done Zoom consults, I'm just, I'm very grateful. Very, very grateful. So thank you. Um, I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, Britt, you got anything last to say? You're just over there playing either Play-Doh. Um, speaking of play, maybe everybody should just go get themselves a three-pound bucket of Play-Doh. There you go. You heard it from her first. <laughs> maybe we should reach out to Play-Doh and let them be a sponsor. Oh, get yourself some Play-Doh. Don't let your dog eat it because she's, she's been trying to get a hold of it this whole episode. Yes, please don't let your dog eat Play-Doh. Um, all right. I guess that's all we got for this week. Um, I hope you guys um, have a great week. I hope you have a great start of your year. Um, I want to hear from you. Uh, Please reach out to us. Go get the new merchandise on the website. If you're interested in membership, please go check that out on the website. Um, You can sign up. Is it open for signing up right now? Okay. So you can sign up for membership right now, but things will not start. And like our monthly membership Zoom will not start until February, but you can sign up. Uh, We're still in the process of getting the bags, so they wouldn't ship until after February. Um, But if you guys uh, are interested in any of the memberships, we have two available. Please go and check that out. Um, And of course, get you some merchandise um, and be representing because that's what we do. And uh, we love you guys and we appreciate you guys. And I hope you have a great rest of the week.